Hi, thanks for joining us online. We're glad that you've chosen to access this message. It's so encouraging to know that God is using the ministry of Portico Community Church to touch the hearts and lives of people all across the world. If you have a story to share or a prayer request, we would love to hear from you at info at porticocanada.ca. To support our ministry, you can donate online by clicking on the Donate button at the top right of your screen. Once again, we're so glad that you've joined us. It's our prayer that this message from God's Word will deeply impact your life. Good morning. Ah, it's uh, Christmas has happened. Everyone tired from Christmas, right? We were talking about it in, in, just before prayer, how, uh, you know, this idea that peace has come, right? Christ has come, and uh, peace has come, and yet Christmas is potentially one of the most busiest seasons of our lives. And, uh, and, and so anyways, uh, hopefully you've been able to rest just a little bit um, by some of your faces. I'm going to go with no, and so I'm going to move on. Um, cause you're probably saying, pastor, just start. Okay. Um, but, uh, just in regards to that video, one thing I would encourage you is, uh, we've got our alpha coming up that we're going to be taking part of. And if you know anyone or would like to invite someone, um, or, or even for yourself to participate, alpha is a wonderful experience. It's a, it's a, a place that it's safe to have conversations. It's safe to have doubts or questions. And so I would highly encourage, uh, whether yourself or someone you know, to attend. If you have further questions, feel free to ask uh, Pastor Heather or myself afterwards. But uh, hopefully you all had uh, a great Christmas. I know it wasn't a white Christmas. We didn't have snow. Unlike today, we've got, we've got the snow. But uh, I hope at least you got a little bit of rest Uh, a little bit of relaxation. Um, Hopefully you had some good times with your family and your friends. And uh, most importantly, you had the five essential uh, Christmas food groups. Um, This is my personal uh, doing. I Googled it. It is nowhere on Google. So these essential food groups are mine and mine alone. Copyright made, okay? Uh, They consist of turkey sandwiches, uh, chocolate, eggnog, anything starting with the word candy, and more chocolate. Did anyone have these five essential Christmas food groups? Bless your heart. For those of you who didn't, you're missing out, okay? Um, You know that whole desire to to lose weight after uh, the new year? It's because of these five essential food groups. Um, and it's usually around this time, actually, that ambitions are high for the new year, right? We, we have these, um, uh, these ambitions to make a life change. And so we start telling ourselves and telling people around us that we're about to make a change, a drastic change in our lives. Or at least that's what used to happen. I was, uh, I was, on, uh, I was on the computer the other day. And uh, I was Googling uh, New Year's resolutions. And one interesting statistic that I found out about uh, Canadians is that only a third of Canadians actually make New Year's resolutions. Only a third. Raise your hand if you make New Year's resolutions. Yeah, okay, not bad. See, point proven. Um, Most don't bother. And so I was curious why. And and so some of the reasons are as followed. Uh, It was more of a novelty um, the lack of willpower, uh, hello, right? Uh, determination, 
the, uh, the idea that I don't want to just set one goal for the entire year. I want to, you know, throughout the year, set different types of goals. Uh, the other uh, group of people were saying that resolutions uh, aren't important. And there's a large majority that says, you know what, I've tried in the past and I've failed. So why even bother making them this year? They're more of a nice to do, not a need to do. Um, but wherever you are on this spectrum uh, of, uh, of um, whether making resolutions or not, I think all of us in the room can agree on this one thing, is that we don't want a year to go by where we didn't grow in some sort of way. And hopefully we're not talking about this kind of growth, right? We're talking about growing, um, whether it's uh, growing in our work life, growth in our family life, in our, our social life, or, or private life, right? Some element of growth uh, or maturity, right? This to, to see some sort of improvement in our lives. Maybe we've taken a, an advance in, in our, where we're at work, right? We got a promotion or, you know, we got a raise or whether it's in school, right? My, my uh, GPA went up, right? Whatever it is, we want to see growth in our lives. And it's funny because in social media, the popular thing to do right now is, is to post these things called throwbacks. Anyone know what a throwback is? Throwback is uh, basically it's showing a picture of yourself when you were a lot younger, right? And and so uh, I've taken the liberty of looking on uh, some of your Facebook Facebook accounts and Instagram accounts and have randomly picked some of you in the room. And I'm going to post your picture right now, okay? So, Johannan, if you can go ahead and show us the picture... Just joking. Okay. Some of you are like panicking. You're just like, not that picture, right? Some of you who here, maybe, you know, you don't have hair. You had this huge afro, right? You know, or this, you had the big bell-bottom pants or, you know, that shirt that you thought was cool, you know, like the dragon buttoned-up shirt with the cool comic dragon or something. If some of you had that and still think it's cool because it's in your closet, I apologize. Um, but, uh, uh, um, right, we, we can look at some of these things and we can laugh at ourselves, right? We can show these pictures of when we were kids or when we were teenagers, you know, some of those decisions we made. We, we can look at, uh, you know, some of the obsessions we had. Anyone go through like a, a boy band or, or a girl band stage, right, where you're like, you know, Backstreet Boys is everything, Right. You know, I'm going to marry them one day, right? Yeah, no one's raising their hand right now. We've got some liars in the room. Okay, okay. Um, right, but we can, we can laugh off these things, right? We, we can, we can uh, find them humorous the way we dress. And the reason we can do that is because we've changed, right? A lot of us here have matured, right? We're not, we're not dressing the same that we used to. Can I get an Amen. Right? I, I went recently on a vacation with my wife, and we apparently vacationed with Elvis. Right? The guy had the big chops, clearly his hair was dyed, and he would, he would go in line and say, Thank you, thank you very much. And I'm just like, Really? All right? Like, come on, all right? But, uh, but we've, we've matured, we've, we've grown up, and as followers of Christ, right, not only do we want to see certain aspects of this growth in our lives, 
but we actually want to see spiritual growth too happen in our lives. Just like a plane, a plane never uh, should be stagnant in the air, our faith should never be stagnant, right? It's always supposed to be progressing. Because if we were to just stop for a minute and look over some of the problems in our lives, one of the things that we would discover is that most of the problems that you and I face today are a result of spiritual immaturity, if we were to be honest, right? Immature moments where we weren't really thinking. It was making those bad choices based on our feelings rather than on truth, right? Based uh, uh, not on faith, but on feelings. And uh, another reason is because we become complacent, right? I, I think I'm good where I'm at. I don't need to change. I don't need to grow. I don't need to do anything extra. I, I really don't want to change. And uh, I, was, uh, I was looking at some of the, the um, civil rights movements in, in the, the uh, early two th- uh, um, 1950s, 1960s and stuff. And there was a man by the name of Benjamin Mays, who was a a Baptist preacher and a civil rights movement leader. And one of the things that he said, I thought, is very timely for us even today. He said that the tragedy of life is often not in our failure, but rather in our complacency. Not in our doing too much, but rather in our doing too little. Not in our living above our ability, but rather in our living below our capacity. Let me ask you today, are you living below your capacity? Are you living below your capacity? I honestly believe that you and I were created to not be complacent in life. Rather, we were created to be growing in maturity every day, every year. And not just in in a maturity, but growing in a wisdom, uh, a godly wisdom, growing in a knowledge of God, growing in understanding in our everyday. And it's actually something that when we read scripture, it's something you can do this year. It's something you can do. You can do this. And spiritual growth, especially when it comes to Uh, our faith when it comes to being a follower of Christ is highly important because growth is God's design for your life. Growth is God's design for your life. If you got a bulletin and you want to write that down, that's our first point today. Growth is God's design for your life. Have you ever noticed that when a baby does really, really anything, it's, it's cute, right? It's adorable. Um, um, my son right now, one thing that he loves to do, he knows he's not supposed to eat Play-Doh or crayons. And so he'll go off to a corner and he'll look at me and he'll just start putting the crayon up to his mouth, right? And then he'll take a bite and I just run over and I'm, you know, he's got blue in his teeth and I'm like, ah, it's cute, right? You know, uh, moments like that or a baby that eats food and it's all over their face, right? A, a baby that spits up a little bit. You're like, ah, oh, it's a little bit of spit up, right? Or, oh, they just, you know, burped in my face. That's cute, right? You know, or sometimes, oh, he, you know, he just passed wind, right? On my hand. Okay, that's so cute. 
And, and at some point, like, we're like, yeah, that's so cute, right? That's, that's very nice. But at some point, a child that doesn't grow up isn't cute anymore, right? Uh, it's not cute when a, a young adult burps in your face, right? It, it's not cute when a young adult makes that face of, I need to go to the bathroom now, right? And just things start going beet red, right? That's not cute anymore. That's get away from me, right? Um, there's things that, that we weren't meant to stay the same, and spiritual maturity is one of those. God wants us to be spiritually and emotionally mature. He doesn't want us to stay in the same place year uh, every year, day in, day out. And 2 Peter actually says this, 2 Peter 3.18 encourages us to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grow in grace and knowledge. When the Apostle Peter was writing this, he was actually going through, uh, him and the church were going through severe persecution. And on top of that, they were actually having these false leaders, these, these uh, communicators, these teachers that would come in and they would try and sway the people away from the gospel. And so Peter is addressing the importance of getting to know Jesus more and more every day. Spend time growing in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus. Every day, make it essential that you would grow because when you do that, you'll be able to discern what is right and what's wrong and overcome hardships and challenges that may come your way. Because the reality is, wherever you are on your spiritual journey today, wherever you're at, is that whether you're in the highs of life or the lows of life, others will try to challenge your faith all the time. Others will try to oppose and challenge your beliefs. I don't think you can tweet or Instagram or say something publicly right now where people won't challenge you on it and call you a monster, right? Or wrong, right? Or other things, Right? That just seems to be the way life is going today. Everyone's offended by everything. Right? I'm sure maybe some of you are offended by, you know, my tight pants. I don't know. I have nice legs. Leave it alone, right? And that's okay. There's no judgment for you who said amen, right? Yeah. I'd ask that you never come to this church again, but I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Yeah. At the end of the day, he's just jealous. So it's all good. It's all good. I humbly take your inner forgiveness. Okay. Um, right. But we, we're offended by these things. And, and so um, we need to make sure that we're constantly growing in, in grace and knowledge we're, we're constantly growing, getting to know Jesus more and more every day because people are constantly going to challenge what you believe. But as you continue to grow and draw closer to God, the amazing thing that will actually start happening in your life, you will be prepared to stand for truth in any and all circumstances. The more and more you get to know Jesus, the more and more you spend time with him. And what I love about the Bible is it just doesn't stop there. 
the impact that you can have, the more time you spend with God, the more um, time you spend in the word, the more time you get to know Jesus more. The Bible actually says in Colossians 1.10, it says that you will bear fruit in every good work. The more you get to know him, you will bear fruit. You won't just succeed in the midst of challenges, but you will enhance the lives of those around you. That's pretty awesome. For those of you who are parents in the room, you'd love to be a good influence on your child. You'd love to enhance the, you know, when you became a parent, one of the biggest desires in your life was, I want to make sure that they have everything that they need. And one of the greatest things that you can do as a parent is to, is to walk, uh, walk faithfully, it is, to, is to continue to grow in your faith because that will seep out into your family life. For those of you who are maybe uh, young marrieds or young professionals or, or youth or, or wherever you find yourself, the more that you continue to grow in your faith, it won't just affect you, but it'll affect those around you. And my guess is there is either one person or people in your life that you'd love to see a change in their life because they seem to be that person that's complacent. They seem to be that person that's just always going through a tough time and they need help. And they can, and and through your growth, you can influence them. You can bear fruit that will benefit them. But in order to do that, in order to grow spiritually this year, growth requires resolve it requires resolve, not resolutions. Going back to our, our New Year's Eve stats about a third of Canadians making resolutions, it was interesting that out of, out of the, a third of Canadians that make resolutions, uh, over 73 to 75% of them break them. They're going to be broken right? And, and the polls actually realize that um, uh, they, the, the stats show that 50% will maintain it for a while. Uh, uh, about 16% maintain it for, for uh, a few months. And then there's about 10 to 15% that literally right away will break it. What I call that is being on a date, right? Um, you know, when people ask, hey, what do you want to do with your life? Oh, you know, uh, I want to do this, this, and this, right? I will not keep it. I just want to look good, right? And, and so what we understand is that we break resolutions all the time. What, we, we break these promises all the time. And that's why the newest self-help books are so popular it's not that the content has changed. It's that our determination has changed, right? A lot of this leadership information and how to change your life, the content doesn't change. What changes our determination, our drive to stick with it, to keep going, right? And so what we need in our lives is resolve. What we need is that determination that I will not quit. There's no such thing as quitting, right? And and the best thing is if it's not an option, you're not even going to think about it, right? So having that determination. Um, There's this amazing moment in the Bible where where Jesus 
Jesus uh, knew that his time on earth was about to end. And he knew that there was going to be severe persecution in his life. He, he, he knew that he was going to eventually uh, die on the cross for the sins of the world. And this powerful moment where the Bible captures Jesus in Luke 9, 51, it says that Jesus resolutely, he resolutely set out for Jerusalem. So in other words, he looked to Jerusalem and he was determined to go there no matter what. Can you imagine that? If you're knowing that you're about to go through a season of, a season of hell, and yet you have that determination. No, nope, I'm going to go through it and I'm going to get, I'm going to do God's will. Like that's pretty incredible. And that determination, this is the kind of resolve that should describe our lives as well. This is the kind of determination that you and I need to have. That wherever God leads us, we must go regardless of the obstacles, regardless of the trials, that await us. We must have resolve. I love uh, John Maxwell. He's a, a, just a, a leadership guru. And one thing that he says is that everything worthwhile is uphill. Everything that's worthwhile in your life is uphill. Life is not easy. It was never supposed to be easy. And so everything that you have worthwhile is uphill. And it's, it's an amazing thing when we achieve it. Think about it. A great marriage takes work. A great education takes sacrifice, right? There's a lot of you here who maybe you traveled uh, for work or, or you made a, a shift in your life to affect those around you, whether it's your kids or, or your family, right? You made this big change in your life and it was a sacrifice. It wasn't easy. It's not easy. And it's because everything that's worthwhile is uphill. But here's the problem is that we have, and most people have, uphill hopes, but downhill habits, right? We have these uphill hopes of, I want to attain this, I want to succeed in this, I want to do this, but then the, the determination and discipline in our lives is not there. And so all we've got in the end of the day is just wishful thinking, right? Oh, I would have loved to do that, right? I'd love to accomplish that, but, you know. And Hebrews 12, 11 says that no discipline seemed pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. The truth is, the truth is, is often we lose sight of the journey because we forget about the destination, we lose sight of the journey because we forget about the destination. And discipline without purpose is simply meaningless. Right? If there's not a purpose, if not, I'm not trying to achieve something, why would I bother disciplining myself? And that's why it's so important that we remember the why. 
why we're doing this, why we, why we train, why we, we are intentional about disciplining our lives after Christ, right? Apprenticing after Christ's actions. We have to remember the why. The Bible says that when we do that, right, when we discipline ourselves, not only do we receive a harvest of, of righteousness, right, right living, but we find peace, and not only do we find peace on, on earth, but we have this promise of a beautiful thing that's to come when we meet Jesus and spend the rest of our lives with him. And that's why we discipline ourselves. That's why it's so important to continue to grow and discipline your life this year is because of what the final destination is because of, of what discipline will bring about in your life. But in order to do that, you and I have to have a solid plan. In order to grow, growth is dependent on a solid plan. Timothy uh, 4 says, train yourself to be godly. Train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better. You know, we, we live in an age today where we strive for the pursuit of happiness, not realizing that it is in the pursuit of holiness that we find the joy we so desperately desire. You get that today? We desire this pursuit of happiness and so we pursue it. We just want to be happy. But if we would just simply pursue holiness, we would find that the happiness and the joy we inwardly so desire and crave. I'll tell you right now, you spending more time with God, when you start hearing the heart of God, you won't see that as wasted time or wasted moments right? The, the leaf game won't be that important. I'm talking to myself here too, right? Uh, those, those things that we're so worried to miss out on won't seem so important because greater than happiness, what we find is joy. And that's the thing that'll set us apart. That's the thing that will elevate you this year in your pursuit of holiness. When I was, uh, when I was um, starting out in ministry, um, I, was, uh, I was seeing some really cool things happen in our, our um, youth group. We just, we just blew up. We grew really fast. And we were seeing some really neat things happening. Um, but in the process, I was getting burnt out because I was doing everything on my own strength. Um, and, and so I was getting burnt out, and, and I didn't have that balance in my life. Um, I didn't have the balance. And I remember there was this uh, sweet lady who, who came up to me, and, and she called me out on it, because she saw that I was burning out. And even though there was awesome fruit happening and, and you know, um, we were seeing just tons of kids come to Christ and, and, and the, the ministry grow, uh, she was seeing that I was getting tired 
that I was getting weak and, and weary. And she came up to me and she said, you know, pastor, every day you need to make sure that you get your bread and water. And I was like, well, water just doesn't taste that good, right? I'd rather a good Coke, right? Or coffee, right? And she goes, no, 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 no. Hear me out here. She goes, um, you need your bread and your water every day. Um, your, your bread is your Bible. You need to spend time in the word, getting that spiritual food in you. Get that food in you, right? Just as much as you need physical food, you need spiritual food too. And you'll find you'll be more energized if you get that physical and spiritual food. And she said, but also you need to get that water. And that water is that time with the Holy Spirit where you're silent, right? Or or you're prayerful and, and you're allowing the Holy Spirit to speak into your life. Now, some of you might be hearing me say that and you're like, that sounds weird, right? Um, But I tell you, the change in my life that happened as a result of of waiting on God to hear the heart of God drastically changed my life. And and so in the same way, each one of us here, you're probably looking over your, your calendars and schedules for the new year. And one thing you're probably thinking is, oh, no. How am I going to fit all of this in, right? Balance is out of whack right now. Anyone, you say, yeah, like balance is all over the place. Schedule is all over the place. How am I even going to do this? How am I even going to have time for myself, right? I don't, I don't even have the privilege of snoring anymore, right? Like, like and, and so a lot of us here, we find that we're wrestling with balance and, and and in the same way, we, we need to find that physical balance, and we'll, we'll talk more about that. We also need spiritual balance because we're spiritual beings, right? We're, we're, not, we're not a body with a soul. We're a soul with a body, right? That's what C.S. Lewis says. And so we need to feed that spiritual self. And so to have a, a, that, that food that we need that our soul needs, we need to have a healthy diet of God's word. We need to have um, feedback. We need to have time of, of, of monitoring and feedback. Um, and that's time that we have in prayer with God where you know, we pray and then God responds to us. And if he doesn't re- respond, we just wait. We wait to hear because he does communicate to us. He will speak to you. But it's also having that um, to help grow your spiritual self. It's that accountability and that encouragement, right? If you're not in a growth group right now in in one of our, our small groups, I highly recommend this because we were not meant to do life alone. You want to start thriving in your spiritual life and in your physical life. I'll tell you, it's in community, I don't know one person who has truly succeeded on their own. Really, we look at these brilliant people all across the world that are doing incredible things and not one of them would say they did it on their own. And it's the same in our spiritual walk, in our walk with God, is we were not meant to do this alone. We were meant to have accountability. We were meant to have people with us. And then finally, it also means uh, to have this healthy spiritual life is to exercise. It's using those talents and those gifts and those abilities that God has given you and using them. 
outside of this building, but also inside this building. You know, one of the things I, I hear a lot is, um, you know, my talents and gifts and abilities, um, what I'm really good at doesn't really translate in this building. And I think you're counting yourself short. Honestly, like you're, you're really thinking less of yourself. You know, sure, we might not need some of these yet, some of these, these gifts and talents that you've acquired or you have. But you know what? Some of you are just really good with connecting with people. And we need that. Some of you are really good at leading growth groups, right? Leading conversations. And we could use you for that. Some of you are just ridiculously strong, right? I look puny beside you. And we could use that, right? Um, there's a lot of gifts that you guys have that we need to make this thing run, but also to be in community with one another, right? Because that's what it's all about. It's being in community, doing this all together. And so using those talents and gifts. So if you're not doing anything on a Sunday, talk to me. I'd love to find a place where we can get you connected and do community with someone else or others. And if we can do this, I'll tell you what, growth will pay tremendous dividends in your life and in the people in Milton. Ephesians 4 says that when we will no longer, uh, uh, sorry, Ephesians 4 says, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blowing here and there by every wind of, of teaching and by cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful screams. We'll, we'll, we'll not be phased by life circumstances, right? We won't sweat the small things. We'll overcome them and move forward. You know, uh, we won't get anxious all the time. It's so interesting to me that we, we struggle so much with anxiousness and worry. And so much of scripture talks about overcoming anxiousness and worry. I'll tell you right now, if, if, if I didn't see that this works, I wouldn't be up on stage. And many of you here, you're here today because, wow, God is that good. He helped me overcome these things. And for those of you in the room who do have struggles, whether it's anxiousness or worry or fear, you're in good company because you're with people who have overcome or people that are overcoming or are with people that will help you to overcome. You will see tremendous dividends as you grow. Something I, I've been thinking about, and if the band can come up, something I've been, I've been thinking about lately is that um, a wasted life, a wasted life is really nothing more than a collection of wasted days. A wasted life is a collection of wasted days. Each of us starts this year with the same number of opportunities. December 30th today, we've got a new year coming up ahead of us. And each one of us starts the year with the same number of opportunities. What you choose to do with your 365 days, God willing, 
is up to you. You get to decide, follow Christ or do my own thing. And let me tell you this, those that succeed as opposed to those who fail are rarely, rarely based on talent. It's actually based on your determination and discipline that you set in your spiritual growth, that you set for your life. And I actually believe that there's a lot of people today who have become discouraged about faith. You've, you've become discouraged about faith. You've become discouraged about God. You've become discouraged about Christianity and, and this walk with God. You've been discouraged about faith. But if you would simply stop focusing on faith and start focusing on the level of your faith, you would see an incredible difference in your life. So when it comes to your faith, where are you? That level of faith, that level of trust that you've put on God, where do you find yourself today in that meter? And maybe that's you today, where that, that, well is is running dry that meter is is not where it should be that level of faith has been the same since you were a child and maybe this year it's time to grow deeper it's it's time to take that next step and only you and god know where you stand And only God knows where you can take this through his strength. And let me tell you, the marker that you set, God sees so much more potential in you. He sees that you can take it to another level. And the level, if you're willing, if you're willing to let God lead you and take you and have that determination and discipline this year, the places you will go. Wow. The impact you will have in your town. Wow. And so today, you've got a choice. Where do you want to take this? I would encourage you today, today, choose Christ. Choose to follow him. Choose to take a moment of silence, of of peace and, and rest and just be in his presence. And then tomorrow, take a moment choose Christ spend some time in rest in his presence and then continue doing that we're about to sing a song called uh, build my life and um, what I want to do with this song is, is 
second song. As we sing it, I just want you to have some time of reflection of what this upcoming year is going to look like. Because you need to know God has already got these dreams and plans for your life. The question now is how do we align with those? And so how we align with them is by building a foundation of faith, letting him build into our lives. And so as we, as we sing this song and reflect, I just want you to be thinking about that. I want you to think about, God, what can I do? What, what needs to change in my life? And how can I build my life that honors and glorifies you and that sets me apart so that I'm not like everyone, tossed back and forth by life's problems, but I'm steadfast because I'm founded in you. I'm grounded in you. So what can I do? Father, thank you so much for your kindness and your love. Lord, the fact that um, when we think we're at our capacity, God, you have so much more for us. I think of um, Matthew 5 that says, blessed are those who are at the end of their rope. Because it means less of me and more of you. God, I pray for those who are in the room that are at the end of their rope and a new season is starting and they're already anxious or worried or overwhelmed. I pray, Father, that you would begin to start building, build your kingdom, that you would continue to build them up and help them to grow so that they would be a light in their family, at their workplace, in the world, we pray.